welcome to Study Gateway's First Listens, where you get first listens to the first sessions on Study Gateway so you can find your next video Bible study. Hi there, and welcome to Season 6 of First Listens. My name is Shelley Leith, and you are listening to a podcast that gives something of value to you just for listening. I'm about to give you a code that gives you a 15% discount at Study Gateway, which you can use to subscribe to our streaming video Bible studies. The code is PODCAST15, and it works on any type of plan, personal, small group, or church. And that 15% discount is good for the life of your subscription. Go ahead and write that down, PODCAST15, and thank you for being a podcast listener. So, here we are in Season 6. For this season, we're taking our inspiration from the season we're in, which is summer. We're calling it Explore and Discover, and the studies we're featuring take us on adventures. We get to tour the Holy Land, hike in Colorado, harvest olives in Croatia, and we'll do some discovering of the dreams we were created for and of God's Word in a fresh way. So, we have a summer of exploration and discovery in store for you, our First Listens listeners. In this first episode of the season, we are heading off to the Holy Land to explore the little town of Bethlehem with Kathy Lee Gifford and Rabbi Jason Sobel in The Rock, The Road, and The Rabbi. Kathy Lee, the beloved television talk show host, draws upon her Jewish heritage as she leads us through her favorite places in Israel. And Rabbi Jason helps us understand what we're seeing from a rabbinic Jewish perspective. And I'm telling you, what he's about to teach us about the Christmas story will blow your mind. Let's get right into it. Here's session one called Bethlehem, where it all began from the rock, the road, and the rabbi. Shalom, everyone. Welcome to Jerusalem here in beautiful Israel in the Holy Land. I'm Kathy Lee Gifford, and I want to welcome you to our study that we're calling The Rock, The Road, and The Rabbi. The Rock is Jesus. The Road is the Holy Land. And the Rabbi is the Word of God. I've been coming here since I was 17 years old. It was a high school graduation gift from my father, and I missed my prom, I missed my graduation, and I didn't care because all my life I've been fascinated with the Word of God. But it was only recently, in all my trips to the Holy Land, that I discovered that I wasn't studying it the way I needed to be studying it. There are a lot of people who come here to the Holy Land. They put on their loafers and they come up here to the Mount of Olives and they get their picture taken with Kojak the camel. And then they send it out and say, yes, I went to the Holy Land. Well, you can do that, that's your choice. But the way that you're gonna transform your life is if you come and study here in the rabbinical way, which means understanding that the Bible was written by Middle Easterners for Middle Easterners thousands of years ago. We try to understand that Bible with our Western mindset and we approach it that way and it doesn't work. It's it's like hummus and hot dogs, it doesn't work. So the way to establish an understanding is to study the Bible in its earliest and purest form. The Old Testament was written in ancient Hebrew. New Testament was written in ancient Greek. 
we have to understand what the Word of God actually says in order to understand how to apply it to our life today in this modern world. We're going to be taking you to places all over Israel in the next couple of studies and hopefully opening your eyes to some of the things that have opened up in my eyes through the years. So come with us, okay? And let's first start in Bethlehem, where Jesus, the Savior, came into this world. For me, one of the most thrilling things about coming to Israel, the Holy Land, and studying in the rabbinical way is discovering just how wrong we've been in the past about how things actually were in the days of Jesus. Look around here. We are in shepherd's fields right here in Bethlehem. And what we used to think of as a stable where maybe Jesus was born was actually a cave, very much like this one, and perhaps even this one. This cave is still used today by shepherds here in Bethlehem. So imagine the scene of a young girl, still a virgin, yet ready to give birth, probably not more than 14 years old, with her soon-to-be husband, Joseph, standing by, giving birth in a place like this. Not a stable the way we know it in the West, but a cave, the birthing place of actual sheep right here in the Holy Land. And why were they born? Well, the good rabbi is going to tell us in a little bit. But the secret is the Lamb of God that came to save the world is like the little lambs that were born here for the same purpose, to be sacrificed just a few miles away on the Temple Mount for the forgiveness of sin. And outside, already enemies. King Herod has heard about this child about to be born, and he's threatened. He's threatened that maybe a real king, because remember, he called himself the king of the Jews, but Herod wasn't even a Jew. He was an Edomite from down near the Dead Sea area. So he was very, very paranoid. So he asked his astrologers and everyone else, his so-called wise men, where is this child to be born? And they said, in the little village of Bethlehem, which probably only had about 100 people in residence at the time. So we have so many different ideas of what it was like, but this is actually what it was like. Isn't it so much more fun to realize that it was this? That's the thrill for me in studying in this way. So Herod's out there trying to destroy this king of the Jews, while God, in his sovereignty, in his mysterious way, brings about a birth right here with a virgin girl and angels in the sky singing glory, hallelujah, shepherds, their hearts thrilling to the news that on this day in the city of Bethlehem, a savior is born. Here's Rabbi Jason. Shalom. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the city where David was born and raised as well, angels appeared in the field to the shepherds to announce his birth, the birth of the Messiah. And the angels said that there was two signs that they would recognize the birth of the Savior by. They said that they would find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloth lying in a manger. Think about it for a moment. Of all the signs that the angels from heaven could have given, what would have been so significant to these shepherds about a baby lying in a manger wrapped in swaddling cloths? We've read this story many times, but I want us to understand it from a rabbinic Jewish perspective. 
See, what you have to understand is that these were not ordinary shepherds. The rabbis tell us, and Jewish tradition confirms, that the animals that were born in the fields around Bethlehem were used for a very specific purpose, and that was to be used as sacrifices in the temple for the worship of the Lord. So these were not ordinary shepherds, they were Levitical shepherds. And they would use the caves around the city to bring their flock into, would kind of function as their stable, as Kathy said, not a wooden barn or a wooden stable, but they'd use the caves during the heat of the day in the summer, during the cold of the winter. They would utilize caves like this, but also for another important and significant purpose, When it was time to birth the lambs and the animals, they would bring them into caves like this that would have been kept in a state of ritual purity. And after these lambs would have been born, they would have wrapped them in swaddling cloth. Why, you might be wondering? Because think about it. The sacrifices in the temple had to be without spot or blemish. And these caves are very rough. They're very rocky. There's jagged edges and lambs are clumsy at birth. So they'd wrap them in these swaddling cloth to protect them and keep them from without getting any blemish. So you can imagine how significant this would have been for the shepherds to have come into a cave like this one, the same caves that they would have used, the same caves that the Passover lambs would have been born in for use as sacrifice in the temple. And they would have seen Jesus not only in the same location, but wrapped like one of these baby lambs to point to the fact that he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Hey, has Rabbi Jason already blown your mind? The shepherds were not ordinary shepherds. They were Levitical shepherds. The cave was not just an ordinary stable, but a shelter for Passover lambs. And we're about to hear that even the type of swaddling cloth Jesus was wrapped in was significant. And were you curious to see the cave that Kathy Lee and Jason were standing in? Well, as a bonus for our listeners, we have unlocked session one on Study Gateway. So you can go there and watch the entire first session for free and tour Bethlehem with Kathy Lee and Rabbi Jason. The Rock, the Road, and the Rabbi is published by Harper Christian Resources and it streams on Steady Gateway. For our first listens listeners, when you use the promo code PODCAST15 at studygateway.com, you'll get any size of plan for yourself, your small group, or your whole church at a 15% savings for life. And for a complete experience with The Rock, the Road, and the Rabbi, Take advantage of our Publisher Direct pricing on the Essential Bible Study Guide designed to be used with the videos. This study guide gives you the discussion questions for your group and the personal exercises to dig deeper into the scriptures on your own between sessions. Get all the details at studygateway.com. And now let's find out what's so significant about the swaddling cloths. There's something very significant about the swaddling clothes 
in and of themselves. Because I believe that Jesus was not wrapped in ordinary swaddling cloth, but a very specific swaddling cloth. I believe what we have to understand is that after the priestly garments became too worn for use, you couldn't just throw them away. They were holy. They would repurpose them. And one of the things they would repurpose them for is to make the wicks of the menorah that was used to illuminate the holy place in the temple. And it would have pointed to Jesus wrapped in these priestly garments that not only was he the Lamb of God, but he was the light of the world. And some of you might be wondering, where did they get these garments from? Because David was from the tribe of Judah. Jesus was from the tribe of David. He was born into not a Levitical family, but the tribe of Judah. Think about it. Who was Mary's cousin? Elizabeth. And where was her husband when he got an announcement from an angel that they would give birth miraculously to a child? He was a priest functioning in the holy place, the same place that the menorah stood. And when Mary went to visit Elizabeth, she knew, Elizabeth knew that Mary was pregnant with the Messiah. And I believe they gave her these clothes that Jesus was wrapped in at his birth, pointing to him the Lamb of God, the light of the world, the beauty of the Christmas story from a rabbinic perspective. Rabbi, it's so exciting <laughs> to be here, seeing how it's actually done back then. Isn't it amazing? It is amazing. And that's what we are trying to do with our series, is to sh uh, illuminate truth for people. The Bible in high definition, right? <laughs> yes. And, and, and the fact is, we have so many misconceptions about it. And when I first met Rabbi Sobel, he rocked my world. It was during Christmas time at Rockefeller Center, which is not the most um, um, spiritual of places, may I say. And uh, I was depressed by it. Remember, I said, I'm so sick of the crass commercialism of Christmas. I can't stand it anymore. And, and you said, I can give you a great reason to love December 25th. That's right. You want to go there? Yeah. I mean, so obviously in Christian tradition, and there's difference of opinion. Sure. It's traditionally believed that Jesus was born on this day in December. But in all probability, he was not born on this day in December. We know from the Gospel of Luke that Zechariah, what watch of the priesthood that he was from. So David divided the priesthood into different watches. Mm -hmm. And his watch would have been responsible either in the fall or the spring, and Mary conceived six months after that. And so most likely, Mary conceived on Christmas, but he was born on the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, people are watching right now and going, <laughs> what? That's incredible. But, but it makes sense because you've taught me that every great thing that ever happened, any significant thing that ever happened in Jesus's life happened during one of the Jewish festivals. That's right. And we as Christians don't even know what those festivals are. Explain that to me, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's seven festivals in Leviticus 23. He, at his first coming, he dies as the Passover lamb. He raises from the dead. His resurrection is on a Jewish holiday of the first fruits. fruits. And he pours out his spirit on... On um, Pentecost. On Pentecost in Hebrew, Shavuot, the same day the Ten Commandments are given is the same day that the Holy Spirit is poured out at Mount Sinai. So it makes sense that if every event in his life revolves around the Jewish holidays, he even goes up to celebrate Hanukkah, John chapter 10, it would make sense that he's born on the Feast of Tabernacles, 
which celebrates Would be September in September in the fall, which makes sense that he is tabernacling among us. And the word became flesh, flesh and, and dwelt among us, us, which means tabernacled means you put a tent over us and lived with us. Just like the Israelites dwelt in booths with God's presence around them. Some say the tabernacle is the physical booths they live in. Others say it's the clouds of glory that surrounded them in the wilderness. And so it makes sense in Zechariah 14, all the nations of the world to go up to celebrate at the Feast of Tabernacles. So maybe we're going up all the nations it's with exciting. Israel to celebrate his birthday. And the fact that he might have been born during the festival of Hanukkah, which is the festival of lights. Think about the scriptures there. I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Think of all the passages in scripture about he is the light. And his right. word was a light to our, I mean, it's just extraordinary. Yeah. And so the interesting thing, if he was born on tabernacles, which makes sense, because usually shepherds weren't in the field at night in the winter. No, so it's a rainy season. that also ties in. It's cold. It's rainy. But if he was born, as tradition says, on December 25th, then he could have been born at Hanukkah, which also would have been significant in fulfillment of that. However, even if the Holy Spirit came upon Mary in December. That Still is his birth, because that is life in her womb. Absolutely. So much to think about as we continue on our Rock and Road and Rabbi experience. you enjoyed this session from The Rock, The Road, and The Rabbi, a video Bible study by Kathy Lee Gifford and Rabbi Jason Sobel, published by Harper Christian Resources and streaming on Study Gateway. And if you go to studygateway.com, you'll find this first session of The Rock, The Road, and The Rabbi is unlocked, so you can watch it and enjoy all the scenes of the Jewish feasts and the locations in Bethlehem for free. Here at Study Gateway, you can find your favorite authors, pastors, and Bible teachers all in one place. We're the only streaming video subscription service that offers plans for individuals, small groups, and has user-based pricing for churches, no matter what the size. And don't forget, you can use the promo code PODCAST15 to get a 15% savings on the plan of your choice, and that discounted rate lasts as long as you keep your subscription. With Study Gateway, you also get a direct link to our store, where you get publisher direct pricing on the Essential Bible Study Guide for The Rock, The Road, and The Rabbi. This study guide with its exercises and projects and discussion questions helps you get the most out of this study. Is The Rock, The Road, and The Rabbi going to be your next study? Get started right now by going to studygateway.com, click Start Free Trial, and use the promo code PODCAST15 at checkout. Make sure you rate and review this podcast so other people can find this show too. And join me next time when we'll get to explore another wonderful place and discover something new along the way.